TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. You know, uh, Buckeye fans being able to, you know, uh, talk about the game. Are we even allowed to air half of what they have to say about this scandal? Finger constantly hovering over the dump button. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> we can't air what I think about <laughs> the cheating scandal. And <laughs> <laughs> thing sucks. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, this is such a fun weekend because we've got such good football. And uh, frankly, it starts with tonight. You got high school state semifinals all over the place. With yeah. A bunch of Northeast Ohio teams playing. Hoban and Avon are playing tonight. Yeah, good luck playing to all tonight. the kids out there. Yeah, St. Ed's is playing. That's It's awesome. So enjoy, uh, enjoy that, and you know, a win tonight sends you to Canton. Go to the state championships next weekend. That'll be cool. Obviously, the game tomorrow up in Ann Arbor, uh, and the Cleveland Browns have a pretty good thing going right now. Heading out to Denver for uh, a two-game road trip that truly is a road trip. Uh, you don't think about it so much like that in, in a football sense because typically you're coming home and, and training at home between games, but that's not the case with the Browns as they're heading to Denver and Los Angeles. Let's uh, let's focus on these Denver Broncos who suddenly seem to be playing better football. And maybe this should be a better game than we first expected. What do you think? Yeah, um, you know, look, De- Denver's defense is, uh, you know, pretty good. Um, they're they're playing well. Russell uh, Wilson's getting hot, uh, I guess, comparatively speaking to how he's played since he's arrived in Denver but yeah I I kind of feel like this is going to be another one of those uh Steelers style games for the Browns to win uh you know nice easy conservative offensive game plan and you know allow the defense just to go out there and uh do some work play the field position game uh with the Broncos and uh if they're able to replicate what they did against Pittsburgh you know, I really like the Browns' chances, but I, I just I feel like this game is going to have that type of uh, feel to it. It kind of has to, right? I mean, that just yeah. sort of feels like what DTR skill set is, and and the big, you know, the big story in town this week was that Wednesday was, I guess, unofficially Joe Flacco Day, and you know, the the Browns. <laughs> uh, unveil the most overqualified practice squad player of all time and yeah uh you know i guess we'll find out if they elevate him to the active roster or not for saturday or, or i should say for sunday and i, I don't know I, I don't know if anybody really knows what flacco's got in the tank but i i think it's a fair question to ask because you brought somebody into the room who's got a hell of a resume right. how long do you think the leash is for dtr well the the good news about that win over the Steelers is it gave the Browns cushion. They're now seven and three. Uh, they have the highest wild card seed in the AFC as we sit here right now having this conversation. They're a half game out uh, behind Baltimore, uh, not only for uh, the AFC North lead, but I never thought this would fall out of my mouth. 
but here we go. They're a half game out of the number one seed in a first round bye in the in the AFC playoffs right now. So they have some they have some flexibility. And you know, let let's let's say they go west and it just doesn't go well, right? They they come home with two losses uh, from the trip. Well, now they're seven and five. But here's the thing: the season isn't sunk. They're still right in the thick of the playoff picture, still in control of their destiny. And if the reason that they lose the next two games, and again, we're just you know just having a discussion here, uh, I don't think that this is going to happen. But let's just say worst case scenario does, then they can have some serious internal discussions what to do, you know, at, at the quarterback position. You're, I I have no idea what Joe Flacco has in the tank. Uh, I keep getting asked, well, how do you look in practice? I don't know. He's throwing against air. He threw balls. Guys caught him. Like, I, but I have no idea how he's going to react to reading a defense and pressure and, and things like that, right? I mean, the guy was on his couch on November 20th. Or actually, I'm sorry, November 16th when he came to town, uh, you know, hopped on a plane to, to work out uh, for the Browns. So I don't know what Joe Flacco has uh, left in, in the tank. Um, and so hopefully, my hope is, we don't even see him. And that's nothing against Joe. Sure. R- respect the resume and all that. But I hope that's a reflection that DTR is doing what the Browns need him to do to win football games, right? Because I, I, I kind of feel like Joe Flacco's, you know, right behind the glass. He's the, you know, break the glass in case of emergency. <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's where we are w- with bringing in Joe Flacco. And so hopefully they don't have to break the glass in case of emergency and have Joe Flacco start. I, I, I agree with you. And yet, if you think about what this quarterback room looked like down at Greenbrier in training camp, and then you look at it now. Yeah. Haven't there been a few break glass in case of emergency kind of moments throughout the course of the season? Yeah. Right. So, again, I, I think it's it's sort of the ultimate question is just like what kind of stomach right now do – Kevin Stefanski and the coaching staff, and and maybe even Andrew Barry. I don't know if he's going to be super part of that conversation on on playing time. But you know, what kind of stomach do they have for when they would want to uh, make a decision there? And, and well, here's what I would do. In my view, DTR starts the next two games. I think he has to. And then you're coming home to play Jacksonville, who's really really good. Okay, then. Uh, and as we have the conversation right now, they are the number three seed in the AFC. They lead the uh, the, the AFC South there, uh, which has been a little better with the Houston Texans in the mix now. But um, that, I think, is the game that you circle because after Jacksonville, you get an easy one with the Bears. Then you got to go to Houston, and that's not going to be as any easy of a trip as I originally thought that was going to be. Who knows what to make of the New York Jets? You got you know you got to play them a couple of days after Christmas. I, I, I still don't. They got a great defense, but their offense is a complete and utter disaster. And then you finish up uh, the season, or at least the regular season, I should say, because I do think they're making the playoffs. You finish up your regular season in Cincinnati uh, against the one team in the division you can beat with a you know with, with regularity. But that game becomes significant because you could give yourself a 4-2 and two record within your division. And let's be honest about it, Browns ain't, hadn't done that a whole lot since 1999, sure. you know, ha- having a winning record. So uh, I think you got to give DTR these next two games. See how he's, uh, you know, don't allow 
and and I liked what DTR said. I liked what Joe Flacco had to say on um, on Wednesday there. Uh, you know, and I just you can't allow the specter of Joe Flacco if you're DTR to influence you. But Flacco does cast a mighty big shadow, and I mean that literally and figuratively <laughs> because the first thing I saw and thought when I you know stood next to him, he's tall. He's a big dude. <laughs> he he might be the tallest quarterback the Browns have had since 1999. He's a big boy, that's for sure. No doubt, no doubt. You know, it's funny the how, how the perspective on the season can change a little bit, even when you just look at the schedule, because – all the talk leading up to the year was, oh man, the first if you can just get through like the first five or six games, like throw it on cruise control and you're in good shape. And now here we are, like, okay, Denver's playing better. They've won four in a row. And yes, they've all been close games. But by the yeah. way, the close games they played early in the year they lost. So they've finally figured out how to go from you know, one in five where they Well, they lost. also didn't play a close game. <laughs> they I, had seventy sure. hung on them. They <laughs> lost seventy to twenty to Miami. They had an awful day. They lost 18-17, 21-20, 17-16, and 35-33. So, I mean, they were playing in some really tight white-knuckler games, and now the script has flipped. They've won 19-17, 24-22, 21-20. So, you know, I, I think this Denver team, you you got to take them seriously. Plus, you're playing at elevation, and that's always a thing. Yes, it the, is. The Rams are okay. They're not terrible. Um the Jaguars are really good. Chicago's not great, but Houston Texans look like a pretty darn competent football team with a young quarterback playing great. Yep. You, you don't really know what you're going to get with the Jets game on short rest, and and you have to finish this season uh, against a team in your division. Yes, you have beaten them regularly, but there's probably going to be a lot on the on the line for the Browns in that game yep. because it it may come down to playoff seating. So all of a sudden, it's like you look at the second half of the season and your mentality has switched a little bit. I don't mean you personally, just right. in general, right? So yeah. you're 7-3, and three, you feel really good, but suddenly you look at the rest of the year and you go, man, I'd, there's some work to do here. Like, let's not put the cart before the horse, but things are certainly trending in the right direction. Yeah, but isn't it fun? Heck yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's about freaking isn't, time. Isn't this fun, right? I mean, <laughs> we've been waiting the longest time. And, oh, yeah, fans are actually allowed to go to the games this year. That's what's even better, right? <laughs> fans can actually enjoy this thing. But, yeah, this, this is this this is the fun. I recommend having the, the Pepto and the Maalox handy and maybe a few paper bags because <laughs> you're going to need them. But this, this is – this is what it's supposed to be like, right? And uh, they're they're right there. And I hate going down the. If only they had Nick Chubb, right? If only Deshaun didn't sure. get hurt. If only Jack. Look, it is you know football seasons are wars of attrition, and usually the team that is the deepest and the and the healthiest with the you know the the best talent they usually end up winning in the end. And while, yes, that the most important position on the field, uh, you've got a rookie starting. Look at Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. He's Mr. Irrelevant. And he has been incredibly successful for them and played extremely well. And so who's to say that DTR can't do that once he sure. gets his sea legs under him and gets comfortable? So... Um, there's, there is nothing to write off with this football team. They have 
what what I'm starting to feel like is a once in a generation style defense going right now. Um, Denzel Ward's banged up, not real crazy about that. But look, Ward, Greg Newsom, they they've been you know in and out of the lineup a little bit here throughout the season. The secondary's been deep enough to withstand that. Uh, you know, Anthony Walker's going to be back. It really stinks they lost Rodney McLeod, but hopefully he hangs around the team and, and still is able to be himself because I, I feel like his experience really rubbed off uh, in that defensive room uh, with Jim Schwartz. But, yeah, th- just because Deshaun Watson is done for the season, the Browns are not done for the season. They've got a lot of really good football players on this team. Yeah, they got a tough one. Uh, this this week in Denver, and uh, it, it's not going to be an easy environment to play, and the, the weather is not going to be great. It's going to be a little chilly up there, but um, they 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 got a shot, right? Absolutely. I mean, how many how many times did would we say over the years they got no chance this week? It's it's not a matter if they're going to lose; it's by how much. Now it, it's the it's reversed. It's yeah, it, 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 I I think they can win, and the question isn't whether or not I think they can win. It's by how much do we think they can win, right? Sure. So um, this this is a really really good football team, and Browns fans should be really really excited. Like I said, man, grow them fingernails quickly because you're gonna need them <laughs> on Sunday afternoons. My goodness, because I, I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought up the defense, though. I mean, yeah. I. I I've been trying to figure out where I stand on this all year, and I, I don't know that I've come up with my favorite answer yet. Miles Garrett's obviously the, the guy's a unicorn, right? There, there are there are no other players in football quite like Miles Garrett. Should be in the MVP conversation, quite frankly. Forget he, defensive absolutely. player of the year. I, I do think he should be in the conversation. I don't think he's going to win because they've turned the MVP award into the best quarterback of the season award, but I think he deserves to be in that conversation it, it, with the caveat he continues to play at this level, yeah, and if sure. he and and I, look, he's at uh, he's got a shot in my view. He's at thirteen right now. I think he's got a shot at twenty sacks, and if he hits twenty sacks, he absolutely has to be in that conversation. Especially if the Browns are uh, you know the top wild card seed, or they chase down the Ravens and they win their division. So, so part of what I want to know is which defensive lineman, in your opinion has been the most valuable addition to this team that has both produced on his own accord but also taken enough attention away from Miles that's allowed Garrett to be even better this year? The easy answer is Zedarius Smith. I'm going to go deeper, though. I'm going to say Dalvin Tomlinson. I, I think he has been beyond outstanding and has been better than what I even expected. The impact that he's not only had in the pass rush game, in helping create uh, for his teammates, even though I, I still can't believe they took that half sack away from him a couple weeks ago. Should have had garbage. the hat trick. Should have had the hat trick. <laughs> uh, but that being said, he's been outstanding in, in in run defense as well, and is a big reason why the Browns have made uh, what I feel is a, a quantum leap in uh, their uh, run defense. They are surrendering less, albeit by four-tenths of a yard, but they are surrendering less on average 100 yards per game. After last year, they were getting carved like a Thanksgiving turkey on a weekly basis on the ground. I think it was 11 of 17 games. (laughs) They gave up like 110 yards on the ground, which is just beyond 
ridiculous, right? And I think Dalvin Tomlinson is a big, big reason why. Uh, obviously, you give Jim Shores credit, but Dalvin uh, on the field impact, I think, is a big, big reason why they've been able to slice that number drastically. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Love it. Hey, uh, are you the Thanksgiving turkey carver? Is that is that part of your job? No, that is that's uh, that's still Dad's job. Okay. So, um, uh, it, it'll probably be his job until he cuts off a finger or something. <laughs> God forbid. But, but no, I nope. That's his job, and uh, he did a great job yesterday. So, uh, good. Well, it uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend, man. Looking forward to it. And uh, in the meantime, we appreciate your time, and we'll see you in Berea here in a little bit. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Daryl Ryder brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Of course, all guests appear on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.